welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to episode 107 in our series of Sip at Home, Zoom in at Home with DJ Bethy Beth on our podcast. We, you know, no fire, no rain, no nothing stops us from podcasting. <laughs> so we're like the post office. <laughs> exactly. We keep delivering. Today we have a special guest, Cassidy Jordan from the Redwood Empire Food Bank, which is really helping out our community like you wouldn't believe right now. So welcome, Cassidy. We're so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here today and chit chat with you guys. I've been waiting a long time to be on here, so I'm so excited. We made it happen from afar, especially. So we have to throw in here that, um, so Cassidy is working with Redwood Empire Food Bank, but for about a minute, she actually worked with the Wine Road also. And then she got this amazing offer for the food bank. And I gave her hard times like, oh my God, like now I'm going to have to hate the food bank. <laughs> You're leaving me. <laughs> now you have more to love about the food yeah, bank. Yeah, now I have more to love. But what's cool is we've stayed connected because normally Cassidy is the person who uploads all of our episodes of the podcast. So she has this amazing more than full-time gig at the food bank. And then, you know, twice a month she goes home and she uploads the Wine Road podcast and writes our little show notes and yeah, she's uh, the fourth member of the podcast team. She's the team. She's part of the team. You're part of <laughs> coming, the team. Out, coming out from behind the scenes today. Yeah. <laughs> and the notes miss you because I've been doing them and they're just not as good without you. But <laughs> You guys mention a lot of things, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you have to write it, you're like, what are they saying? <laughs> I know. On our late podcast, you notice I never say anything anymore. <laughs> We'll list everything on from this itinerary today in the show notes. I'm like copiously typing away. <laughs> yeah, it's not an yeah, easy I followed a couple of the itineraries. They're awesome. That was fun. I love that you have, ever since you've been doing the podcast, Cass, you've already said, oh, I never heard about this restaurant. I've never been to that winery. I'm going to go. So that's cute. Yeah, they're awesome. So I think we should start by saying like we are all in our home right now, individually zooming in on this. And so we're not all nothing. having a different wine of the day. Yes. What do you have in DJ Bethy Beth? Well, What's your wine of the day? I seem to be known at this point for how much Sauvignon Blanc I drink. <laughs> every picture that I post is another Sauvignon Blanc. So today I do have Hannah. I love Hannah's uh, Sauvignon Blanc. It's from the Russian River Valley. This is the 2018. Um, you know, I live up here in Cloverdale. I think it's probably about 130 degrees here today. <laughs> it's like mind-blowingly hot. And yeah. so Sauvignon Blanc is just like the perfect wine to sit out because I still like to be outside. I don't want to sit in the air conditioned house. Right. So that Hana is a classic. That's a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, that's a nice. I love it. One of my favorites. And so what do you have there, um, Mars? You have a little Sauvignon? I'm drinking the Acorn Rosato. Yes. A field blend. It's it's primarily Sangiovese, but a, a couple other blend with Cab Franc and Zinfandel, Syrah, Dolcetto. It is gorgeous. And um, I was telling Beth before the show started how I was preparing this wine, you know, because I wanted to have it today on the podcast. And I went into the kitchen to get it out of the refrigerator and it is practically empty. And so I said to my husband, what, what happened? He goes, oh, I really like that wine. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> help yourself, cowboy. <laughs> but it is beautiful. It's a free, a free refrigerator game out there nowadays. I feel like there's no off limits to the fridge. No off limits. Yeah. So 
So we recorded late today. Normally we record like at nine or 10 in the morning. We recorded late so that Cassidy could get home and she could have a wine of the day. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hello, is that what it happened? What it's all about? <laughs> I today am enjoying a 2019 Rosé of Zinfandel mm-hmm. uh, from Inspiration Winery. They are in Coffee Park and the one of the guys who makes the wine is very cute and happens to be my boyfriend. <laughs> I might be biased, but it's delicious and it's beautiful to have on a, again, a hot day, even though I'm out here in Casadero, it is toasty out here still. Right. I love it. Everybody has a different rosé. Okay. So Cassidy, we wanted to get you on the show today uh, to talk, you know, let people know about the Redwood Empire Food Bank and, you know, these days what's happening there and what the need is and, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So I cannot believe that it's already the end of May and all of this started about already more than more than two months ago, two months yeah. ago now-ish, come March. Up, March. Yeah, coming up on that two-month mark, and and now it's it's incredibly impressive to see just this high velocity speed that we're kind of just cruising at. We are we've got it under control, um, but those first two weeks, I mean, this was something that nobody has ever gone through before. I mean, yeah. the fires and the floods. I mean, the Redwood Empire Food Bank is certainly no um, no stranger to responding to disaster, but this one there was. There was no separate area of where the fire hit or where a flood hit, or it, it really was everybody and anybody. Um, and so we have been working at max capacity. It's been terrible and amazing all at the same time. Um, the response from the community coming in to, to help out has been incredible. And, and uh, we're still able to feed all the participants that are coming through our doors. We've had, um, I know people, some people like numbers, some people don't like numbers. So just from numbers, um, we've had about a 175% increase of participants coming wow. to our distribution. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and that's food banks across the nation. And this is probably most food banks all over the country, um, a huge increase in demand of people needing food. And with that comes all the resources. We need more money. We need more volunteers. We need more places to go and distribute the food as well. Um, so with our partners and ourselves, we've been able to, to keep the community fed and it's, it's been quite the couple months, that's for certain. I think it's, um, you know, it is a different situation because with the fires or the floods, I was always happy to go and volunteer and put in whatever extra hours I could. But with this situation, really been a strain to get people to show up and help. Like everybody wants to help, but then you're not supposed to be around other people. <laughs> Right. It's, it's definitely a weird balance. Um, luckily, we had um, our partners, over, not our partners, our neighbors, Sonoma Country Day School, they opened up their campus to us. So I don't know if you guys have driven on the 101 and passed by the Sonoma Country Day School and see those two giant tents popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, those aren't COVID testing sites or anything like that. That's actually where the Red Empire Food Bank has been working in our off-site, quote, warehouse. Oh, yeah. um, so yeah, those first couple couple days, uh, it was tough getting volunteers in. I mean, could you blame anybody for not wanting to leave their houses? Um, but luckily, the operations team, as well as everybody, worked together to try to figure out how we could get people in. Because, I mean, we're used to be able to doing this with over 100 people visiting us every day. Um, so then we had no people visiting. We had twice at least amount of people that needed more food. So it was definitely a difficult puzzle. Um, but... We've had so many community volunteers step in and where they've almost considered it their day job coming to volunteer with us. So a lot of people are coming in Monday through Friday. Um, They feel safe, comfortable. We've definitely created a nice atmosphere um, for them to be be welcoming with us. Um, Then we also have had the National Guard uh, over there with us as well for about a month and a half. Um, And they are just 
making thousands upon thousands of boxes um, a week that we're distributing out to the community the very next day. So it's been incredibly impressive to see not only all that come together, but even just the logistical aspect of being at an offsite warehouse and shuttling everything back and forth. And right. with that, we've added more distribution. So um, people can check out their local food bank, but the way the Red Empire Food Bank operates is that 70% of all the food we distribute is through our own distribution sites. Um, most food banks typically just get the food and distribute it to nonprofit partners like food pantries or soup kitchens that'll then feed the community. Um, so with all of our own distribution sites, we've had to convert them all to drive throughs. They typically can kind of walk through. It's a bit of a bit of a more of a farmer's market experience where you can kind of go through the apples, potatoes, onions, carrots, all that good stuff. Um, but that wasn't an option for us anymore. Um, so with that, we had to box everything up and I have this list here of all the amazing wine road folks that, um, Beth got, Beth put the word out, um, to all the wine road people and was like, Hey, the food bank could use some boxes. Um, so just to shout these out, if you don't mind, I'd love to, um, a lot of boxes that have been coming through. We have Alexander Valley Vineyards, Bella Winery, Bonovia Winery, Chateau Diana, the Constellation Brands, Deloach Vineyards, Francis Ford Coppola, Holdridge Wines, Jay Vineyards and Winery, Jackson Family Wines, Kendall Jackson, Corbell, Meeker Vineyards, Rodney Strong, Sonoma Couture. Um, and that's about half half of the, all the wine boxes we've been getting have been members of the wine road. So kudos to you, DJ Bethy Beth, for making that happen. Kudos <laughs> to them. It, it was mind-blowing when you asked about, you know, getting boxes because it wasn't like you needed 100 boxes like you needed, you know, a hundred thousand boxes. I thought, Oh my God, like this is right. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, our warehouse pretty much looks like we're a wine shipping facility, but <laughs> I did oh see gosh. that. Um, yeah. I saw Papa Pietro Perry uh, yeah. post a picture. They were s donating one or $2 per bottle of some wine yeah. and I that ended up being a $6,000 donation. I thought that was awesome. You know, yeah. in a month time or whatever. And um, Iron Horse actually wasn't stemmed from COVID, but um, Iron Horse a couple, maybe even last year, they did a sparkling bottle and they called it Gratitude and they did the oh, same thing. Right. They donated $5 for every bottle sold. Yeah. Um, so lots of philanthropy coming from Wine Road, if not Wine Road itself. I don't know if a lot of people know this because you kind of have to dig around the website a little bit on Wine Road, but for every ticket that gets purchased for any of the events, um, the Wine Road donates a dollar to the Redwood Empire Food Bank, which is incredible. And I can't believe that that's almost hidden information in there. You have to seek that out. So that's amazing. So something um, that I didn't tell you about, Casty, but um, because we you know, did have to cancel a couple of events this year and our donation was down, so I've put a link on uh, the website on wineroad.com on the very, very, very top of the homepage, there's a little green banner and it says you can click to donate. So um, it takes you to an Eventbrite page and you can make a donation directly to the food bank. And if you donate, you can donate anything, $10, $20, $50, $100. If you donate $100, we have a package that we're gonna send to you that has a really super cool picnic blanket and this photo book and you know all kinds of goodies that we will send you for your hundred dollar donation and then it is set up so that we'll collect your name and address and all that jazz so that the food bank will then be able to send you your tax receipt so um i'm hoping that we can round up a few more cash donations through that so we'll start sharing that on social media shout out 
to our listeners on the podcast, but this kind of went under the radar because we're all locked in at home. But last month was DJ Bethy Bess, 20th year on the wine road, 20 yeah. years leading this fantastic organization. So cheers to you, Thanks. Beth Costa. Cheers. <laughs> I'd ring my bell, but my glass is full. Ring my bell. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> It'll only take about 20 more seconds. <laughs> but what an achievement. You know, the programs that under best leadership, it's just fantastic. And I wish we all could have been there to celebrate with you, but um, when we're ever allowed to see each other again. My son sent me a fabulous bottle of champagne, and he said that's what it was for. He goes, 20 years, Mom. Come on. You need to celebrate. It's an achievement. It's incredible. And then all that, those years and years of supporting the food bank as well. So it's incredible. That's what I'm happiest about. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep plugging along at that. It's not all about day drinking. <laughs> well, these days, actually, actually, it is pretty much primarily about day drinking. And I don't know if you'd be interested. You might not even want to include this, but I would love um, to give Weinert a shout out of just the overall donations that have been donated to the Red Road Empire Food Bank over the course of the year. I popped in your little account today just so we could brag about you guys. Um, over the course of your time with us, there's been over $406,000 donated to the Red Road Empire Food Bank. Um, yeah. Which, first of all, incredible. That's I mean, incredible. astounding. And especially um, at the Red Road Empire Food Bank and all of our food banks around the nation with our uh, capabilities of, of purchasing in bulk, um, that amount right there has led us to be able to purchase $1.6 million worth of groceries to provide. Oh, wow. So that's, that's phenomenal. Okay, well, we need all the, the listeners to step up because when we get to $500,000, I think I'll be able to retire. That was kind of always my goal. <laughs> I started this, I thought, you know, it's so important to me. We always talk about wine and food pairing and wine and food pairing and how important that is. And I always thought, you know, in our own community, there's so many people without food that that was really uh, near and dear to my heart. And I thought, gosh, if we could ever get to the point that we have donated $500,000, I will call it a day. <laughs> Truth too that Just people don't like, time for people to <laughs> The White Road has a social conscience, you know. It's not it's really it is a part of the community. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's absolutely incredible, Beth. I mean, especially um even with the cancellation of events, your immediate reaction was to ask the ticket holders, Hey, do you want a refund or would you like to donate your money to the Red Road Empire Food Bank? I mean it was surprising how many people did. It was I know. Because there's a lot of people who did it who don't live here, you know, so from across the country, they donated to our food bank. So yeah, it was awesome. So um, at some point, this is all going to be behind us. I'm sure of it. So do you have any favorite wineries, Cassidy, when you're not hustling for the food bank? Uh -huh. Where are you looking forward to going and seeing? Well, um, I definitely have a couple that come to mind immediately. And one of those is my mom. Usually she's our DD when we do all of the wine road events, barrel tasting. And it is not a walk in the park. It is a marathon through the valley. It is a, how many wineries can we hit in a day? Um, and one that I, we almost always go to one because I always also refer to people to it because the views are just amazing over at um, Trattori. Oh yeah. Out Dry Creek. Oh my gosh. And not to mention their, I mean, their wine is, is amazing as well, but their olive oil. Oh yeah. my gosh. They have so many different olive oils and I just dream of 
I just dream of their olive oil. They have, uh, <laughs> they have um, when we did a wine and food affair, they had all those great pairings as they always do. And one of them, they had these dark chocolate truffles drizzled with their orange olive oil. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to hang out at this booth a little more. <laughs> um, so you can kind of go to those big luxurious type wineries that the views are to die for. Um, and then my go-to favorite is I love Talty winery out there. Oh yeah. Just because, I mean, I'm longtime friends with Michael Talty, but no matter any time you go there, he's the one who's doing the pouring. And yeah. it's such a Sonoma County experience to be able to talk to the winemaker and Michael's one of those guys where you go there to talk about the wine, you end up just talking about life and his right. family and his, his dad, and who you named the, the vineyard after. And I love those small connections that you're able yeah. to make out there. If people go on to uh, Facebook and look for uh, Talty Winery, he's been doing uh, sort of virtual tastings probably once a week. And he just does a really good job. Sometimes he's just in the cellar talking about you know one particular vintage. Uh, the last time I looked, he was out in the vineyard talking about you know, pruning the vines or, you know, whatever he was doing in the vineyards right now. So yeah, I love Michael. What I love about the virtual tastings, um, I feel like I've spent years telling wineries and winemakers that, you know, customers don't necessarily want to hear all the technical side of your wine. They want to know you and, you know, they want to make a connection with you. And these virtual tastings have forced their hand to do that. I mean, you're seeing them in their homes or, you know, in the front of their winery in a really casual setting, and they are talking about, you know, what it's like being at home and what they're doing with their kids and, you know, what wines they'll be drinking. And it, it is just so much more personal. I think that by doing that, when people do have the go ahead to come visit wineries, those are the wineries are going to want to go see, you know, the ones they connected with online. Yeah. Talking about cool making a connection, I've always wanted to know a little bit about Cassidy and her background and how she got into philanthropy or have you always had social causes as part of your DNA or what was your route to coming to Healdsburg? Are you originally from the area or what's your story? I, um, I came to Healdsburg when I was in fourth grade um, and a philanthropy probably could start just as early as my mom being a big little leaguer and I, I myself played little league in Healdsburg and kind of being like, okay, well, I'm doing uniforms and you're helping me. <laughs> so that's probably where philanthropy started. And then, um, I mean, that's all we're here for is to help out our, our fellow friends and, and community. And it really is such an enriching experience to be able to, to provide and help. And you definitely get what you give. I mean, it's so yeah. funny how many times I've heard that saying, but then when you actually experience it, it really it is so true. Um, and so I went to school out in New York, um, which I was like, of course, small town. I was like, I need to get out of Healdsburg, <laughs> Sonoma County. Uh, but coming back when you're 21 is quite a different experience <laughs> in our little town here. Um, so when I came back, I, I kind of took it a little easy. I said, I need, Mom, I need to kind of kick it a bit. Um, and I need to slow down, get my New York feet from out from under me. So I uh, coached over at Healdsburg High School, coached volleyball for a season, and then uh, was helping out Beth in the meantime and kind of just wanted to continue helping this beautiful community. And the Red Oak Empire Food Bank was, was that slot. I mean, it's, it's a great I place. I so excited. I mean, you just have this great positive energy that you bring yeah. into the room always. And I thought, what better, couldn't be a better place for you than the food bank. I mean, it really is awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear you say that, Beth, because telling you that I wasn't, that I will be leaving Wine Road was the worst <laughs> I, I forgive you. 
sort of. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky to but, have you. <laughs> but nothing is more special than, um, so even volunteering opportunities with us, you can either come to the warehouse to volunteer or you can help out at our distribution site, which is distributing that food out. And nothing is makes makes your life seem fuller than than providing someone with food when when they really need it. And unfortunately, I know at the Redwood Empire Food Bank this is the case, and I would assume it's the case for all food banks across the country. Is that when people finally make their way to a food bank, they have literally no food. They don't have anything in their pantries. They don't have anything in their refrigerator. Um, and it's really their last, last, last resort. Um, and so the word that, that I would hope to get out there would be encourage people to, to go to your local food bank. And if you do need food, and that means even if you're, please do not wait until your cupboard is bare to come and visit a food bank. Um, especially the Redwood Empire Food Bank, over 50% of what we distribute is fresh produce. Um, so we have participants come and visit us monthly, weekly, whenever they need um, to come and replenish their, their cupboards. And, and I would just encourage anybody, if you or anybody needs help, to visit your local food bank because it, it really is a, a wonderful, wonderful resource that is certainly underutilized. Do you have a book that you want to tell about? So today I have a really great book. I'm very excited about this book because I actually... I'm good friends of two of the authors. This is a new cookbook. It's called, I'm showing the folks, no one can see this at home, but I'm showing <laughs> it to Cassidy and to Beth. It's called Fire and Wine. Okay, Fire and Wine. Subtitle is 75 Smoke-Infused Recipes from the Grill with Perfect Wine Pairings. This book, I've known Mary for, oh my gosh, 10 years now. Her and her husband have a catering concern. They're up in Portland and they're grill masters and Mary is a psalm and she was at a symposium for professional wine writers. We were in the same cohort. So she really knows her stuff. She knows her wine. This book is just um, amazing. I'm so excited for them and they are the nicest people. So smart, so fun. They have twin boys. So for them to, you know, make this all happen, it's pretty incredible. I love this book because she knows wine and she understands sauce and smoke and how to pair. It's beautiful inside. I see some pictures. I don't know why I'm showing you pictures. No one at home will see this, but we'll put this in the show notes. I, for sure. yeah. I mean, look at this. Mm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> like barbecued scallops, but always knows the perfect wine. Right. Nice. It's a wonderful little book, especially because we're in grilling season. Day drinking season, but that's okay. Well, that's for you. <laughs> the last post I did about San Giovese, I actually uh, featured this book in the background because it's barbecue, especially tomato based, goes great with San Giovese. So that's my book. Shout out to Mary and Sean, and um, we'll hook you up in the links. So I have an item. Oh, ding, ring your bell, Cassidy. I need to, I know, I have to go really slow. By the end of the episode, we'll get a ring in, I'm sure. Well, I was just, because I'm just sitting around home, um, a lot of online shopping, and Wine Folly is doing, having a sale on everything they have, practically. I don't know how long the sale will be going, but it's 10% off anything. And they have new and more extensive uh, wine aroma wheels. So I'll show you the same thing. Here's my picture. Oh, gosh, I use those all the time. Those are great. These are nice ones. Red wine, white wine, sparkling wine, and rosé. 
Oh my gosh, you are so with it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. I learned through like color and design. <laughs> I need this. Yeah, no, they're, they're a great resource. Even when I do my wine reviews, I always have my little wine poly chart. I have, I have actually like eight wheels. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different wheels but I always that's one of my go-to because it's it's really quite easy to um, use the way it's organized so much information so I'm excited about that so Cassidy you know before we kind of wrap up uh, talking about the food bank is there are there any new programs that people should know about or oh yeah um, with the uh... COVID going on, we've kind of had to get a little creative of ways um, that we do food drives. Um, so typically right now, we'd be really deep into school food drives. I mean, spring food drives, all those type of drives that are getting food into the food bank. And so we had to get a little creative and we started a, a couple different programs. One of those is Ding Dong Donate. Um, Ding Dong Donate? I love it. That. I'm thinking maybe Cassidy did. <laughs> love a good alliteration, um, but it's kind of essentially what you might think about when you hear the name. Um, so we're, we're providing people who are interested in the program uh, little packets that have um, a flyer on the front of our most needed items and the instructions and then a little a double-sided pamphlet about what we do with the Reddit Empire Food Bank. So maybe those might not be able to donate. They could at least find out that, hey, you can actually get food instead. And so folks are going around and ding-donging people's doors, leaving that packet of information. Oh, I thought it was a ding-dong like a hostess Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, time. You I and thought I had they got a Twinkie for donating, but I like the Ding-dong donate. So essentially, it's kind of right. like a, a philanthropic way to ding-dong ditch people. Um, we leave a little bag uh, outside their doors, and there's a predetermined date on there. Hey, we'll be back on this day. Just leave your bag outside. We'll come and pick it up from you. Um, that's brilliant. So that's, that's been an amazing program. Uh, so far, it's brought in over 10,000 pounds of food. And um, when we kind of trialed it, um, dropping it off is, is fun in its own realm, just kind of running around and leaving packets and seeing people and hearing faint like, thank yous in the background. And then so you, do, back you, do, you ring the bell and run? Yes. You can't leave. You're not supposed to visit with them. No, no. visiting, Marcy. No visiting, Marcy. <laughs> some people, I mean, for some, like, if I knew the house, I'd stand yeah, back. Yeah, no. This is genius, Cassidy. <laughs> so that's the first fun of it. And then the second fun is actually going around to those houses that you leave, oh, we leave a line blank for you to ride in when you're going to go and pick everything back up. Mm -hmm. uh, so then driving back around and seeing those bag or bags outside oh, this is like a little present waiting for you so that is really fun and we also put in a little coloring sheet in there that's food themed and we've been getting a lot of um, pictures sent to us of those which is really great that's cool um, so that's been really fun and then it's easy also, for people they don't even have to leave the house I know right and that was kind of the idea of it of hey what's the easiest way we can do this and of course we thought like oh like an ice cream truck like we'll just go to them um, brilliant and then we've also started doing donation stations around Sonoma County. Um, so we're pretty much just parking a van around the city halls and uh, encouraging people to just drive through. They just get to stay in their car. And then we have myself and volunteers will come and receive all the food that they pop in their trunks for us. Um, and some of them have gone, I mean, almost uh, not too amazing, can never be too amazing, but so incredible. I mean, the city of Santa Rosa, they, 
they put radio ads out. I mean, it was incredible. Their virtual food drive, which you can just set up online by yourself, has raised over $79,000. Wow. Uh, and well, then we did it in Petaluma. We I'm going to have a throwdown for my uh, donation now. <laughs> I know. You got competition, Beth. I always like to win. <laughs> win with donating. Uh, so those have been really great. Both of those have been really fun. And people, it's, it's just something for, for people to do. And I've gotten the cutest photos of, little toddlers with their wagons walking their donations on the sidewalk in their neighborhood and it's been fun and that's really great and anybody can do it i mean that is great and that's also a way like it's cute the ding dong donate because I a lot of people aren't going to feel safe necessarily going and being there in person or you know whatever the reason is but that's an easy way to be involved and and help out and and help get some food that's great awesome Okay, so I'm hoping that people are listening and wondering, like the wine that they've gone through this whole episode to find out when are the wineries going to be open. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why we're making them wait. <laughs> probably are tuning in, and so we're going to make them wait some more. Unfortunately, um, I will say this: um, we're looking at June first, and on June first, we're going to still be seeing wineries doing curbside pickup. We have a great list on WineRoad.com. Right on the homepage, there's a link that says. Um, Car Hop Wine Shop. If you are within driving distance, there's about 75 wineries that are doing um, curbside pickup. Uh, right now, uh, wineries that have outdoor patio seating area can do wine tasting as long as it is uh, as part of a full meal. If you're going to have wine, it has to be included in the same bill as the meal ticket. They really made it, um, you know, for restaurants to open seems like really what they're shooting for is not having a lot of people coming from a long distance away to come up and go to four or five wineries. They're really making it so you would come up and maybe go to one winery and, and that's it. I don't have any magic number or information about when the wineries will be opening. I would say it's safe to say July 1st, but there's no way to know that for sure. It might be the middle of June, might be after July. It's just really hard to say. But as far as just wineries opening for a tasting, it's going to be definitely another two, three, four weeks before I really foresee that happening. Um, we will keep everything on our website on wineroad.com. Right on the homepage, we have updates for everything that's happening. We will start a list that will have on there the wineries that are doing the food service. Um, I've had a lot of inquiries in the last three or four weeks wanting to know about Wine and Food Affair, November 7th and 8th. And I wish I had an amazing answer about that event, but I do not. You know, we'll have to wait and see what sort of guidelines and regulations there will be. Obviously, uh, if it does, if we are able to move forward, it'll have to be a very limited number of tickets. It'll be, you know, a different event than what it has been in the past. And it does seem that when wineries do reopen for tasting, it'll be reservation only everywhere, at least for, you know, a month or maybe two months, probably not forever but initially they're definitely gonna require wineries to take reservations. So um, I have nothing thrilling to say on that front, but I'm telling you, wineries are doing an awesome job during their virtual tastings. Uh, they continue to offer some great um, wine specials. Uh, shipping is kind of fading at this point because the heat is going crazy and a lot of wineries just don't ship you know, through summer. So usually right around Memorial weekend through maybe October, shipping is pretty minimal. But check out the car hop thing. And that's kind of uh, all I've got to say for now, I think. Anything else that we need to talk about? 
thank you, Cassidy, so much for being with us. We will have a rain check, and once we're all allowed to be in person again, we'll have you in person. <laughs> I do want to remind people to go back to our website and check out the banner on the very top of the homepage if you're interested in making a donation. It's just really quick, uh, quick yeah. to click and fill so that. We've got a great person at the Cassidy at the Redwood Empire Food Bank. We'll put a link to that, a link to where you can donate on our website. We'll put a link to this cool, great new book, Fire and Wine. We'll put a link to wine the Wine Folly, Wine Wheels, Spin the Big Wheel, Taste the Big Wine. Yeah. And we'll put a link to the little chalice with a bell. No, we won't, but <laughs> actually, where'd you get that? We could put a link to that. We have a photo of that on there because yeah, it's that is way cool. Made. I don't know, but everybody who makes one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also put a link to our three wines of the day. Yes, sounds good. Okie doke, ladies. Thanks for all joining. Right. Great to see you on Zoom. I like seeing you all in person, or, you know, kind of in person. <laughs> like seeing your faces. Thanks, Cassidy. Thank you, guys. Right. See, you. see you soon, hopefully. See you Bye. on the wine road.